Hey guys, Boom and Do here with the Grind Scheme again. All right, so today, um, <clears throat> or in this podcast, the conversation is um, so a couple things. Um, just to update you, if you haven't sort of been following along in the sequence of the series here, um, it's about sort of day five. Yeah, well, I'm going to record on behalf of day five because I just finished day five. Um, and day five was a beast. Um, I just really within the past hour or so just got a chance to finally like so right sit down in a home environment and be situated. I've uh, been doing some relocation <clears throat> activities and, um, and so the day's just been filled with some travel and moving and all that stuff. And, and so this is live. Right. This is not I'm not giving you the cookie cutter scripted, um, you know, paint between the lines experience. This is this is what my journey has been. And I'm sure in your own way, in your own life path, you've had, um, including what I talked about in the previous podcast, combinations of interruptions and disruptions and, um, you know, hours just gone on a particular issue or matter that you just um didn't anticipate or expect, um, but now you're learning, hopefully, that if you're going to take those, you know, four or five or six hours on an issue that you didn't plan on addressing, um, you got to make it worth your while by looking at, or maybe even posing the question, how can I make these um, hours that I've just spent worth the time, you know, what, what, what would I like to show for it? And those are some of the questions that you, you want to pose, you want to be posing to yourself, right, as those situations come up. Um, <clears throat> and then writing down what there is to do. So whether it's, you know, in those hours that were spent discussing something, you know, what, what actions are going to be done regularly now or honored uh, or promises made that are going to be honored regularly now. And is that a new schedule? Right. So that's how you can kind of convert those hours spent into an investment where, you know, you now have a new program that those hours spent has produced. Right. A new program as far as how you want to run or operate in your own journey. So that's a little bit of a recap as far as, you know, some of the previous podcasts leading up to now. And um, as I mentioned on with the show with time vampires. So time vampires, if you know just by the sound of it you already know right um in this this is going to be quick rapid fire kind of um burst um but i'm just going to highlight a few of these um technically i'm going to just round it up and say it's about five and maybe i think there's a bonus in here too actually at the end but there's five time vampires if you're inside of the 25 blueprint framework and even if you're not, right, um, there's these time vampires, um, it doesn't matter what system you use to try to manage yourself, manage your life, manage your time or whatever. These time vampires are just what they are. They are things that suck time out of your schedule, right? You got to figure out how you're going to survive them, right? And what you're going to do either to minimize how much time is sucked away, right? Creating inefficiencies. Or to address the vampire by shooting it dead um, with with your silver bullet, or um, you know grabbing what is a, a stake and putting it through its chest. So the first time vampire, and these are in no particular order, um, but I might you know, I'm gonna move one of these towards the bottom, right towards the end. Um, 
<clears throat> but these time vampires are just common to us all. And here, here they are. Um, travel. Tra- travel is sort of inclusive of travel activities. Um, anything requires moving from one place to the next. Um, you know, when you have to fly to a business meeting. Um, Got to go across town for that thing you forgot or that whatever it is. Like travel and it's sort of related activities and sub activities is a time is a time vampire right and and the thing about the 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 time vampire-ness of this is that it doesn't really seem like much oh it's just a quick eight minute or 13 minute drive as you then decide you want to stop at wendy's and get that uh, dollar menu uh burger or chicken sandwich right like these little ways that time gets sucked up happens when you travel and so what's the what's the solution to this right um you know also you know things that are just you know repetitive as as well you know your your daily commute um has a sort of sort of time vampire nature to it and so to turn this on its head if you know it takes you eight minutes um to get to and from work by car or 37 minutes you want to create a routine or a ritual that's either that long or just shy of being that long so that you can kind of have time to get on or get in the car of course or get in the get on the train or get on the bus and um not feel like you just got to cut it off abruptly right so if it's a 37 minute commute then you want to create a routine or a ritual that's 30. So maybe for an audiobook, if you are working through an audiobook, you know that at least 30 minutes of that commute are going to be dedica- dedicated to listening to your audiobook. Or if you're going to journal, you know that 30, those 30 minutes, if you're you know traveling by bus or train, um, you can't journal and drive, folks. Just so you know, um, you know you want to you want to start thinking ahead consistently about what these predictable time vampires are going to be when it comes to your travel, right? So if you know, again, you know, that commute time or that travel across town time, like you just want to have in your mind, like, okay, whenever I'm doing this particular thing that takes this particular amount of time, um, I have this thing that I'm going to do to make the most of that time, right? So creating new rituals or new routines, um, or, or having it open for something similar to those routines and rituals to be to take place, that's going to save you, right? That's going to minimize the the time vampire effect and keep you feeling like, you know, you got something done that day versus, oh my gosh, I didn't get anything done. All right. Time vampire number two. <clears throat> Again, in no particular order. Um, time spent figuring out what to do when um, when you should be doing something. So I'm sure we are all guilty of this. You know, I remember when as a, as a student, even as a professional, you know, you ever get to your desk on a Monday morning or Tuesday or whatever the day is. And 15 minutes of the day is spent figuring out what you need to do for the day. <laughs> right. Total time vampire. Right. Total time vampire. When you are sitting at a desk or you know, at the library or wherever you are, and you are taking some time to figure out what you should be doing. Now, if you listen to one of my podcasts where I talk about um, using Friday as the day to plan for the next week, you already know that 
um, most of the time, if you well, if you do it this way, the way that I'm about to describe to you, if, whether it's Friday or Thursday evening or Thursday afternoon, there should be a time in your week where you plan out the bulk of what needs to happen the next week to avoid this particular time suck, right? This time vampire is is able to be addressed by taking advantage of what you are doing or the time you have right now to plan for that future where you know you're going to stumble or hesitate or pause trying to figure out what should be done. So here it is. If it's Friday, depending on when you're hearing this, um, you should be thinking, well, what does next week look like? You know, what should Monday be looking like? What should Tuesday be looking like? What should, you know, and, and for the most part, we all have some some rhythm or understanding of what should be happening generally. But the more precise you can get about what those things are or should be and start creating sort of like daily particular itemized checklist as far as what you know needs to be checked off on those particular days based on a Tuesday or based on a Wednesday. Um, that keeps you from that daily time suck of taking 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Oh, well, let me go get a cup of coffee. Oh, let me go talk to so-and-so because I think they, I don't know if they got my email. Like before you know it, time has slipped and dripped um, away, right? Sucked away by this time vampire. So, and I just walked you through how to, how to address that generally, right? I can get more deeper into this a little later, but that's what it is. Um, social media. I think that goes without saying. Social media is uh, another time vampire, number three. Um, and social media can be, of course, uh, if you're a marketer especially, um, it could be your greatest asset, right? Um, but for some of you who just, you know, this it's not necessarily the industry or the field that you're in, social media can really be a sinkhole, especially given the ways that we use it for you know, uh, making ourselves feel like we're not really living life, right? Because we see somebody in their, you know, their new home or their yacht or their car or their whatever, you know, or even if we don't know them, they just look like they're having a better time than we are. All of a sudden, you know, we're, uh, you know, not necessarily stalking them, but, you know, we're like now looking at their whole feed uh, and their whole page to see what else, what else they do better than us. What else do they have that we don't have, right? And... <clears throat> Um, you know, liking, liking, sharing, sharing, or what I call hashtag chasing, right? You can, you now do a, uh, um, I don't know what, you know, notifications or, you know what I mean, where you can just track a hashtag and it comes up in your feed. Um, you know, uh, you can kind of get lost in that. So social media can be a sinkhole. And I think it goes without saying it's not about, in some cases, yeah, you just got to take some, some apps right out, right off. Or in some cases you've got to, um, you know, you just gotta, like a, any grown-up person, say, "All right, you know, between such and such a time and such and such a time, that's my social media time. I'm gonna look at it for 15 minutes, half hour, or whatever, and keep it moving, or whatever it is." But at the end of the day, I think I'm just gonna leave this one to you to really figure out for yourself, and even sometimes measure and look at how much time you are spending. Um, versus investing on social media. If you're going to be on social media, fantastic. I mean, especially if you got a, a, a an upcoming brand or something, or or you know, leverage it for research. Like start building or building your network ahead of time because you know, at some point you're going to be coming out with your own thing. You know, start liking certain pages and meet, leaving comments so that you become known. 
and um, welcomed even in the comment thread, right? So that way, by the time you have your own content, people naturally are going to gravitate towards that content to share, share your content and or like your content as well. So that's the way to pivot social media wise to have it go from, you know, vampire um, to um, helping you build an empire. All right. How's that for a little wordplay? Um, so that's social media. The fourth is time spent, what I call grind gazing. Okay. Um, so in other words, this is the time you spend looking at other people, you know, ideally who are on their grind, working on what they're working on online saying, Hey, look, I'm working with my team at such and such a spot or working, you know, they have their little, you know, image showing that they're working on what they're working on. And you are looking at what they're doing and feeling guilty or judging yourself. And it could be someone working out. It could be someone working on a project. It could be someone producing an album. It doesn't matter. This, this time suck or time vampire is, um, is, is, you know, it's time spent grind gazing. Like I said, when you're looking at someone on their grind and you're gazing and you're feeling guilty and you're saying, no, oh, um, you know, I wish, I wish I was like that. I need to be like that. Well, I'm not like that. And, you know, instead of doing that, you need to be working on your own version of what they're doing. So again, flipping it, you can look at what, again, Instagram is kind of notorious, I think, maybe because I just spent so much of some of, sometimes really, um, that's really the platform that I spend, I think, close to Facebook and Instagram, platform that I spend most of my time on. And so... You know, when you see someone doing what they're doing and they're up to something, or at least it looks like promi uh, promising an activity, instead of gazing, um, take the initiative and say, oh, okay, I see them in the lab. Well, I see them in the studio. I see them in the gym. Well, when, when am I going to the gym? And put that in your schedule right then and there. I see them working on that album. Well, when am I going to start writing songs? Right then and there. You know, like you just got to keep going for it. You got to keep going at it, you know? Um... And and in and, and allow someone else's grind to inspire yours versus having it inspire your guilt, right? And your self-judgment. So that's that time suck and how to address it. Um, time suck number five, and I remember there's a bonus at the end of this. Time suck number five. Um gosh, where do we begin with time suck number five? Time suck number five is relationships. Um, and it's a little bit controversial because we all have them, right? We got relationships with our kids, our spouse, significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, mom, dad. Um, and it's like, you know, how do you really quantify the, or, and or place a value on how much time is spent with loved ones and your relationships? And, and this is where you have to be really shrewd um, in your relationships in that you have to be able to notice the patterns of what people really genuinely need. Some, you know, there's this uh, meme that said, you know, some people don't want help. They just want attention. And you got to be very clear about in your circle, in your relationships, when does someone want help and need help versus when does someone want attention and be able to decipher and determine how much time you want to give of yourself when someone needs help and when versus when someone needs attention, right? And or when you can create a situation where you're both, you know, mutually attentive. And it's not fair to you 
if someone needs attention, your attention, but your attention needs to go to something else that's on your laptop or in your phone or whatever you're working on that's justifiably business oriented, right? Or growth or professionally um, geared. So relationships and relationship issues can be a huge vamp- time vampire. And this, again, requires your discernment and your understanding of dynamics of your relationship or your situation for you to justifiably say, hey, look, I, I only have three hours left to get this done. If I sit here and talk to you about whatever it is you want to talk to me about, we're going to have to cut it down to like five minutes. Like I want to know laser laser point um, what the issue is that you're dealing with, what you need from me and how I can help you. Um, and or if there's someone else that I can connect you to that will help you, right? Like you have to become um, that kind of, you know, again, sharp about how you handle this. There's so much more I want to say about relationship issues, but I'll just leave that generally for now for you to address. Um, Yeah, and that includes arguments, that includes debates, that includes... Yeah, but what about that includes you trying to get the last word or trying not to make sure someone doesn't think that they can get the last word on you? All that posturing. Those are all time vampires. Okay? Not necessary. That Those will not pay your bills. Okay? So that's the time vampire of relationship issues in relationships. Last but not least is the time vampire of time that you spend with friends who wish they were as passionate as you are about uh, uh, well, friends who, who wish they were as passionate as you are, but enjoy telling you for hours how they wish they loved what they did as much as you do what you do, <laughs> right? And how successful they'd be if they could only, and then fill in the blank, right? You and I, and we both know people who can talk our ears off about They can talk our ears off about what they wish they could do better, how they wish they were more motivated, more motivated like you, more focused like you, more, you know, read more books like you or studied more like you. Fill in the blank. And it's like, okay, well, what's the purpose of this conversation? You just here to just tell me how you wish you were more like me, but you're not. And then you beat yourself up for not being like me. Like... Those conversations are super time vampires, right? And it could be with a relative who's got a lament about the economy and how they wish they got paid more and how they had a wish they had a job like yours. Or if you work for the government, it could be some, oh, I wish I had a cush job like you do. And you name it, right? There's just always something that they can say that they wish was like your situation. But there's time being spent to tell you this. Are you serious? Total time vampire, right? So these are, you know, it's five plus that bonus one, right? The sixth one. That's why it's friends who wish they were as passionate as you are, or who, who are always comparing, you know, really put it, they're always comparing something that you got that they don't, that they wish they had, and then they take the time to tell you that. So stay away from that, or and or, not just stay away from it, but, you know, turn it into, something to your advantage that, you know, in the case of a friend who says, hey, you know, they wish you were as passionate, you know, really in those instances, that's the perfect opportunity for you to say, well, if you do, if you are interested, 
in being as passionate as I am, like, um, well, let's get started together. Like, what is it that, you know, you wish you were passionate about and why aren't you? And what's stopping you? And of course, sometimes it's a slippery slope because again, if they're looking for attention, that's usually what that comes down to. Um, now the attention's on them and now they get to sort of, they get the stage and act up a little bit. And well, I wish I, I wish I had pursued career and music more or art more or whatever it is. In some cases, you got to figure out what your bluff test is of their lament. If it's somebody who says, oh man, I just wish I had more time to paint. You just, I mean, in, in really real form, you say, well, do you have a blueprint so you can set aside time to paint? Oh, what's that? Well, you say, look, this is what I use to set my time, you know, to really look at what I'm doing. Or at least hold myself accountable to what I have done. You know, um, what calendar do you use to make sure you have time? Or do you have any time set aside at all for you to do any art? And they just say, well, no, I don't. And you say, well, you can't be serious. So please don't waste my time coming around and complaining to me about how you wish you were as passionate. You're not even devoted. You're not even dedicated. You don't even have time set aside on your calendar to get the job done. That should just shut it all down so that you don't have to listen to it anymore. And or they know what to expect when they talk to you. Right? Which is minimal sympathy for the fact that they um, wish they were more like you and judging guilt themselves off for not being like that right so anyway you get the idea right got to be very stern and firm about this all right so those are your five plus one bonus time vampires to address and how to address them i hope it's been a value if it has share this with someone who can share this with someone who can share this with someone who can share this with someone um if you need a blueprint of course it's available in the description section uh, a playbook and then from the playbook you want to get your uh, planner and then from the planner, you want to stay tuned into the podcast. And um, and then um, by the time you hear this, some of you will have an opportunity to participate in a coaching program, a 25 Blueprint coaching program that will really just walk you, not just walk you through, but sort of activate you through um, the whole process of blueprinting your life, right? Um, and architecting experiences that matter to you, that give you the most meaning and joy and satisfaction and bliss. So that's what we have for you today. That is, um, those are the five time vampires that you want to watch out for. And, um, and like I said, and what to do about them. So grab a blueprint if you don't have one. And if you're confused about anything that's in the playbook, if you already have it, you know how to reach me. Um, that's also available in the description box. And I love you and I appreciate you. And don't let these time vampires get you. All right, guys, have a great one. And we'll talk to you all soon.